ونسفر <تصفيق> أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دوشك الله respected brothers respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home in our last session of Dars-e Hadith we covered the Islam of Sayyidina Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an what a grand sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and a great Muslim general who falls in the ranks of Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an. I have always committed myself to elaborate upon key individuals especially if these individuals were the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam so that we would appreciate their sacrifice and the contribution they have given to this ummah so every time the name Amr ibn As is mentioned especially during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala at least we have a mental picture that we understand what a great man Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala was in the last session I had mentioned that three companions had accepted Islam Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, Hazrat Uthman bin Talha and Hazrat Amr ibn As just before Fathe Makkah, just before Makkatul Mukarrama was conquered when Makkatul Mukarrama was conquered the first action taken by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was to purify the Kaaba from the idols that were stored inside more than 300 idols were kept in the Kaaba the very first action the first amal action of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was holding a stick and when the doors of the Kaaba was opened up to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah's Nabi pointed the stick to the idols and again this is the mu'jiza of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the idols would fall down on their faces to the ground this was the miracle of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
After that, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted to make sure that all of Arabia was pure and clean from shirk, that everyone should only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in Arabia at that time, you had many temples in the different parts of Arabia, and again in the temples you had many idols. People would come, the mushrikeen, the Arabs would come and worship Aliyazubillah, the idols. All of them were mushrikeen. And therefore, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam selected certain individuals, companions, and he gave them this noble mission to go and destroy the temples and destroy all the idols. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an was given the task to destroy the idol which was named as Uzza. As Uzza. Uzza is also mentioned in the Quran. Hazrat Amr ibn As was then called by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Again, testing the level of iman that the companions had. Remember, these were people who were mushrikeen themselves. And now this duty is given to them to go and destroy the idols. Immediately after Fatih Makkah, Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an is given the mission to go and destroy the temple in which uh, a huge idol had been installed. And the name of that idol was Suwa'ah. Now Suwa'ah has also been mentioned in the Quran in Surah An-Nuh. This mission was given to Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an completely alone the temple was approximately 100 miles away from the city of Makkah Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an with his sword got to this temple a lot of people were in the temple no one would want to stop Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an as he entered with his sword the only man that stopped him was uh, the attendant of that temple uh, perhaps we would call that person Mujawar <laughs> the Mujawar that was there فَإِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ even today if you go to some parts of India and uh, the shrines of pious people uh, in our language of course we would term that location as Darga and a Darga would have a mujawar there also. And it's a shame that you will see un-Islamic practices that are taking place in majority of the dargahs in Hindu Park. And it is full of shirk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved the ummah. And so he was also a mujawar, an attendant. And he stopped Hazrat Amr ibn As, said to him, where do you think you're going? Where do you think you're going? It was just like when I was in India, I went to uh, one masjid and I was stopped. Where do you think you're going? What did they say to me? Where do you think you're going? And I was going to the masjid, a proper, a proper masjid. Where do you think you're going? I said, I'm going to the masjid. And they looked from the top to the bottom. Is he a Muslim? Do you think this man is a Muslim? 
And finally they diagnosed me not to be a Muslim. They said, how can you come to this place of worship? You're not a Muslim. You don't love Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. al And this is the attitude people have. You don't have love. Anyway, this man also stopped Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala. Where do you think you're going? Hazrat Amr ibn As said, I have come with a mission. And my mission is to destroy this idol that you see in front, this huge idol installed by the people. And the trustees of this idol was the tribe of Hathil in Arabia. The tribe of Hathil would look after Suwa. Just to give you a brief history of Suwa. Suwa is actually the son of Hazrat Shish alayhi salam. Shish alayhi salam is the son of Adam alayhi salam. And so Suwa would be the grandson of Hazrat Adam alayhi salam. These were very pious individuals. Shish alayhi salam is a Nabi. And the children of Adam alayhi salatu was salam were all Muslims. Subhanallah. They believed in Allah. Because of the tarbiyah that was given to them by a great Nabi whose name was Adam alayhi salam. And therefore Suwa was a very pious man. But when he died, people decided to make a statue of this man Suwa. And slowly over the years, when one generation passed away, by the next generation, Suwa was being worshipped. Suwa was being worshipped. And that is how, of course, idolatry, polytheism, shirk started in this dunya. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam to invite the people to the oneness of Allah because they were worshipping Suwa, Yaghus, Ya'uq, Nasr, which is mentioned in Surah Nuh. So this is where you get uh, Suwa. And Suwa was being worshipped in Arabia from the time of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. And so he said, you want to destroy our God? So Hazrat Amr ibn As said, of course. And he said, do you know what will happen to you? Our God will teach you a lesson immediately. You dare do anything to our gods. Saying that Amr ibn As got really angry, took out his razor blade, sharp sword, and took a full swing. And subhanallah, with one swing, the idol came, collapsed to the ground and was shattered into pieces. And Hazrat Amr ibn As said, now I'm waiting for your God to punish me. Now I'm waiting for your God to punish me. What is he going to do? And for a few minutes nothing happened. And so Hazrat Amr ibn As said to him, Allahu Akbar, I was one of you. Allah gave me hidayat. Is it not the right time for you to see that I have punished your God and your God can't do anything to me. Isn't it time that you declare that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his final messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Immediately this man accepted shahada and he became Muslim at the hands of Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah. These were great, great companions 
Amr ibn As radiyallahu ta'ala and especially during the last phase of the Khilafat of Umar ibn al-Khattab and when Hazrat Uthman radiyallahu ta'ala came into power when it was the end of Suwa and Uzza and the rest of the idols in Arabia Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam's immediate attention was to invite the neighbor, neighboring countries towards Iman and Islam and so without wasting time Medina Munawwara is with the Muslims Makkatul Mukarrama now is with the Muslims the Bedouin tribes are coming now to embrace Islam this was the time to invite all of them towards Iman and Islam again Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam turned towards Amr ibn As Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted the people of Oman the state of Oman was towards the, the, the southern uh, eastern area of the Arabian Peninsula and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Amr ibn As that I want you to go to Oman and invite the people towards Islam Oman again was uh, the people they were all mushriks mushrikeen they did shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that two brothers are the leaders of Oman go and give them da'wat explain to them the importance of tawheed and Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an was ready Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wrote a letter and the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was that he would start with his name bin Muhammad bin Abdullah this letter comes from Muhammad the son of Abdullah the Nabi of Allah to Ila Abd wa Jifar the two brothers the names were Abd and Jifar the younger brother's name was Abd and the one who was in power the older brother his name was Jifar Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Hazrat Amr ibn As give this letter to Abd and Jifar and invite them towards Islam now the contents of the letter it was all about inviting them towards Tawheed towards the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but also in the letter it was mentioned that if you reject Islam then you will be punished your power will be taken away from you and you will be a lesson for the others that will come after you so Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam also gave them a very stern warning be careful of whatever your decision is so Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an again a man who was gifted with political insights a very clever man he did not display any haste but he took his time he came to Oman met the people there at an opportunity given he studied the character of both the brothers Abd and Jifar and he studied both of them to see their character and he noted that Abd as compared to Jifar was more soft hearted and it is a blessing when a person is soft hearted it is a blessing when a person is soft hearted so Abd was soft hearted as compared to his brother Jifar so he met with Abd and he said to Abd that I am the messenger of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam I come to you from the city of Makkah this is the letter and we are inviting you that you embrace Islam and stop worshipping the idols only worship Allah only worship Allah and 
Our purpose is not to snatch away from you power and authority. If you embrace Islam, you will remain in power. But to make sure that you embrace Islam and become Muslims, and your people should also embrace Islam. And so Hazrat Amr ibn As continued very eloquently explaining to him Tawheed. And eventually he said to Hazrat Amr ibn As, what you, what you have said to me appeals to me. I am prepared to accept, but my brother is a tough man to deal with. My brother is a man who is power hungry, and it will be difficult to convince him. So Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an said to Abd, I want you to arrange a meeting for me with your brother Jifar. And I will explain to him about Tawheed. The next day Jifar came along when he saw Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an with an amama, with a beard. And subhanallah dressed up as a great mujahid and the messenger of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, who are you? He said, I am the messenger of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I come to you with the letter of the last Nabi that you uh, follow Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and attain salvation in this dunya and also in the hereafter. We invite you that you worship only one Allah. Now when he said this, this man flipped and got very angry. Again he was a man of arrogance. And he said that you come to my country and dictate over me and tell me what to do. And I have heard that many of the leaders have thrown away and have discarded the letters of your Nabi. Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala and said that yes, those that have thrown away the letters of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, today all of them are under the Islamic empire and have been treated as slaves. So the choice is yours. So Jifar said to him that I have a very strong army. I have an army and I am prepared to fight with the Muslims. Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an looked at him and said to him, don't be a foolish man. Don't decide anything in haste. Take your time. Take your time. Everybody is embracing Islam and everybody is turning towards Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Make sure what you say, you have thought over it completely and then decide. And so Abd took the brother Jifar on the side and said, Tell Amr ibn As that we will give you our decision the next day. And so the next day Abd spoke with Jifar. And again, Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an came in front of Jifar. This time Jifar was slightly soft in his tone. And Hazrat Amr ibn As very quickly said, Look, if you want power, power will be with you. But you have to embrace Islam. Become Muslims. And subhanallah, in front of an audience of people, the Omani citizens that were there, both Jifar and also Abd embrace Islam at the hands of Amr ibn As. When the citizens saw that their leaders have embraced Islam, all of them also did bay'ah on the hands of Amr ibn As, and all of the Omani people embraced Islam. Every single one of them. Subhanallah. And Islamic history records this, that every single Omani citizen had embraced Islam. The minute 
Abd and Jifar had embraced Islam. When this news was given to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was extremely happy. And in fact what he said to Hazrat Amr ibn As that I want you to stay in Oman for two years and to teach them Islam. And Hazrat Amr ibn As stayed in Oman for two years. It was only when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away from this dunya that Hazrat Amr ibn As came back, returned back to Madinatul Munawwara and took instructions from Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and later on Hazrat Umar Farooq and Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. This was his contribution during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam going back to the Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. And in fact towards the last phase of the life of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. What the Muslims wanted now was to take control of Egypt. Egypt uh, in those days was considered to be the center for trade and commerce. Very famous for its fertile land and also Qutun. The Egyptian Qutun was very very famous. A lot of Qutun was exported from Egypt. And what the Muslims wanted, cotton. Cotton. Kutun as in, in Arabic it's kutun, but in English it is cotton. So the Egyptian cloth was very famous. And so what the Muslims wanted was to conquer Egypt. Now again, the man who was considered the most suitable for this mission of conquering Egypt was also Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala because of his experience. He knew all the ancient routes. In fact, he even knew the exact route when the captors took Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam to Egypt. Because of his past experience when it came to trading, he would frequent the zones. And this was the only route that connected Asia with the African continent. And so Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an was appointed to, to open up Egypt for the Muslims. Subhanallah al-Azim. When Hazrat Amr ibn Asr radiallahu ta'ala an was preparing his men and an army, news had already, news was given to the Romans that the Muslims are now preparing to take over Egypt. Now the Romans were very, very scared. They could have stopped the Muslim army in Arabia, but they knew that the Muslims were very, very strong fighting in the deserts. So what they had, they had a plan in mind that if the Muslims come to Egypt, that is the time we will attack the Muslims. Subhanallah, Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an, when he touches the shores of Egypt and comes into Egypt, what uh, the Romans were expecting is that this will be an open all-out fight between the Muslims and the Romans. Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an gave mashwira that this is not the manner that I will adopt. And he adopted the practical military strategy which is to lay a siege on principal areas of Egypt. And he said, I will not fight the Romans in the open. And the soldiers were all in the open in the battlefield waiting for the Muslims to come. Now Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an did not want to fight in that manner 
because he did not know uh, what the uh, Romans had in mind and what their plan was so what he did instead he concentrated on one principal city of Egypt which is named as Al-Farah Al-Farah and what he decided if Al-Farah can be opened up and can be taken by the Muslims this would mean that the Muslims have access to Syria because this city was a link to the path of Syria and so there was a siege by the Muslims to the city of Al-Farah for two complete months and subhanallah the Romans would come and they would fight but in two months all of the Romans were defeated and the city was taken by the Muslims immediately Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an had sent a messenger to Madinatul Munawwara that he needed more mujahideen reinforcements and guess who comes Hazrat Zubair bin Awam radiallahu ta'ala an Hazrat Zubair radiallahu ta'ala an we've talked about him a very powerful man, a great Muslim commander. He comes with 12,000 mujahideen. And all of them come and they join up the Muslims with Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an. And Hazrat Zubair also works under the leadership of Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an. And the manner of taking control of the whole of Egypt was by laying a siege to the different different cities. And so city by city, city by city was taken by Muslims by this one policy only to besiege the principal locations of Egypt. And Alhamdulillah in this manner the Muslims defeated the Romans completely. The only city that was left was Alexandria. Now Alexandria is right at the, at the top. Now Alexandria was considered to be the second capital of Rome. Muslims had control of the whole of Egypt except for Alexandria. Alexandria was the marvel of architecture. It was said that in those days, I'm not sure now, but in those days that even in the night, uh, the, the building would, would glitter in the night because of the pure white marble they would use to construct the buildings in those days. So it was a very beautiful city, Alexandria. And the capital, the second capital for the Romans. And at all times, 50,000 soldiers were kept in Alexandria alone to protect that city only. Now this mission again was given to Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala. And subhanallah, these were the Muslims. They took up the challenge and... Subhanallah, nothing was too big for them. Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala and what he did this time, he adopted the policy of blockade. What he did, because to the north it was an open ocean, nothing there. And what he did is that he surrounded Alexandria from one side to another side, restricting all food supply getting into Alexandria. Nothing would go in Alexandria and nothing would come out from Alexandria. No fighting. Subhanallah. What an intelligent man and a great Muslim general Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an was. The whole of Egypt was taken by besieging principal locations but Alexandria, he cut off all the supplies. Nobody could go in, nobody could come out. 
eventually in a few months, within three months in desperation, they had no choice but to come out and to fight the Muslims. Alhamdulillah, the Muslims defeated the Romans and took hold of also Alexandria. Alexandria was also conquered. Now the entire region, Alhamdulillah, comes to the hands of Muslims. Hazrat Amr ibn As, what he did, how brave he was, that the ships that were anchored, he said to the Muslims that we are here now, I want you to burn the ships. I want you to burn the ships because we have only one intention and our intention is to conquer the whole of Egypt and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened Egypt at the hands of Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an. He became the governor of Egypt and during the Khilafat he also uh, built a complete new city and this city was named as Fustat. Fustat. Fustat became the capital of Egypt at that time and Hazrat Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala an was the governor and that is how Egypt also came and was annexed to the Islamic empire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Inshallah in the next few sessions we will continue with the futuhats and also the fitan that take place with Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله والسلام تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعادك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإلي المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين